This is the Christian Circle Podcast and you're listening to Pamela Fernandez where we have conversations about Christian living. Here's the show. My name is Caitlin Kim. I'm blessed to live right on the shore of Lake Michigan in Wisconsin. My primary ministry is that I am a wife to my amazing husband, Drew, and mother to six beautiful blessings. Um, we homeschool. Mm-hmm. I've written an online magazine called Busted Halo on topics of living the faith. I have a Master of Divinity degree um, in pastoral ministry and theology from Union Theological Seminary in New York. And I came into the Catholic Church actually as a convert right as I was preparing to be ordained in the Presbyterian Church. Even though you're new, you still have this um amazing love for the Blessed Sacrament and this is a very 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 old tradition in the Catholic faith but it has somehow died out and not a lot of people do it anymore and not a lot of people know about it anymore so please tell us what is the Blessed Sacrament and is Jesus truly present there oh yeah absolutely the the Blessed Sacrament is a body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ um, under the appearance of bread and wine it is what, what we Catholics refer to as the real presence. Jesus is really and truly present in the Eucharist. And we trust in Jesus' words from Scripture. He tells us um, in John's Gospel, in chapter 6, verse 54 to 56, he says, Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. So that's um, that's kind of the center of what mm. we believe about this in the sacrament. And what has been your personal experience with this tradition? I mean, how often do you do this? And uh, what has it been like for you personally when, when you go there? What do you experience? To be honest, I have six young children. <laughs> So I don't get to, to go to adoration quite as often as I would like to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do really love my time when I get to go. Yeah. It's it's really an opportunity to, um, to spend time with Jesus in a unique way because he is truly present in the Eucharist. Um, and it's just an amazing experience. I would really encourage um, your listeners who have never been to adoration to to really consider giving it a try because it really is a beautiful experience. So you wrote this post for Busted Halo where you talk about you know approaching um, adoration uh, as a child because you you experience this with your own children how they approach Jesus, and in a way I think even today's reading in the morning is about you know um, Jesus's love for children and how he expects us to be children. But what do we do as adults in front of the Blessed Sacrament? I mean, what do we honestly go there and do? That's a great question. I, th- I think it can be confusing, especially if you haven't been before. Mm-hmm. I really think the primary way to think about it is to think of it as a visit with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really the only place this side of heaven that we can be in his presence in this way. Yeah. So in, in that respect, I think that adoration is really a foretaste of heaven. Mm-hmm. And it's there for us. It's so amazing mm-hmm. that it's there for us you know, to, to, to go visit with him. And, and that's that's truly um, truly such a blessing to us. Um, so, so what to do? Um, I have a few thoughts, I guess, um, first and foremost to, 
kind of take that root out of the word adoration, we go to adore him. Mm. To adore is to worship. Um, And if we look at what that word means, it kind of comes from the Latin words ad, which is to, and orare, which is to speak or to pray. So we go to adoration primarily, in my experience, to talk with Jesus. So if you're unsure about where to start with that, I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of a roadmap. Okay. The first thing that you might want to do is just tell Jesus that you love him. Speak Mm -hmm. words in your heart about who he is. Mm -hmm. And you can really look to scripture to, to find these words. You know, we can tell Jesus, you know, he is almighty God. He is the good shepherd. He is our redeemer, deliverer, king of kings, the mighty lion of Judah, our Mm -hmm. hope. Prince of Peace, Messiah, Savior, the way, the truth, and the life. Um, I think the next aspect for me is to, you know, in our conversation with Jesus, express sorrow for our sin. Mm-hmm. So we tell Jesus about the areas of our lives where we've just missed the mark. And as we're doing that, we're trusting in his mercy. We're trusting in his power mm-hmm. to help us. Um, to help us walk with him. We need his help to do that. Mm -hmm. And we're asking him to help us to be the disciple that he desires us to be. And and I think in doing this, trusting that he really loves a contrite heart and his grace and his sacrifice on the cross is sufficient. And not only is it sufficient, but it's for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. Um, The third thing I would say would be to say thank you, to, to, to just pour out our thanksgiving uh, for his blessings, mm-hmm. for his love, for being present to us in the Blessed Sacrament, and to take time to sit and dwell on his goodness mm-hmm. and, and the ways that he has blessed us in our lives. And I know there are going to be times when this is really maybe difficult for yeah. us because we all go through trials, and sometimes we might just feel like, you know, we don't have a lot to be thankful for. Mm. But there's this quote that I really love from Julian of Norwich, and she says, He did not say, You will never have rough passage. You will never feel overstrained. You will never be uncomfortable. But he did say, You will not be overcome. Mm. So I really think, you know, what she's expressing there yeah. is, you know, we are going to face trials yeah. um, in our lives, and, and we all have, you know, our own, um, and Jesus is present to us in those, and we need to trust that, you know, when those come, they are not bigger than he is. Mm. Um, and kind of pulling from Scripture, James tells us, um, the very beginning of James, I think it's the second verse of the first chapter, he says, Consider it pure joy. He's talking about when you go through tri- trials, yeah. when things are tough for you. Consider it pure joy um, because sometimes, even though it's really difficult for us, God gives us those trials and they represent an opportunity to grow in mm. love and in virtue. Mm. So I think it's just about trying to cultivate um, a heart full of thankfulness to him, no matter what is going on in your life at that particular moment. Yeah. And the last part of that conversation, I think, is when we start talking about uh, petition and intercession. So that mm-hmm. would be praying for ourselves and for others. 
And that's really telling Jesus what's on our heart, asking him to bless and heal and rescue and protect those whom we love mm-hmm. and those who might be our enemies, those who we find difficult. Mm-hmm. Jesus tells us that we are to pray for those people. And um, before the Blessed Sacrament is such a great um, opportunity to to pray for for others, as well as ourselves. Um, we can ask him for wisdom and decisions that we need to make. And we can ask him to bless and heal and rescue and protect us as well. Mm-hmm. And we're to keep asking, um, you know, we know the parable of the persistent friend yeah. um, <laughs> just keeps knocking and knocking and knocking. Um, that's how Jesus wants us to be. It's hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. We need to trust that he hears us and he loves us and he's working off things for good, even when we can't see it we've been sometimes we feel like he doesn't hear us um so yeah i I really think that what we do in adoration is we we visit and talk with jesus and and that's that's really at the heart of it for me well i'm glad you also mentioned uh uh, this this thought about uh dwelling i mean just dwelling in front of the blessed sacrament last week we had uh, vanita right she's an author too and uh she said something where you just simply sit and bathe in God's light, you know, oh. and it's so beautiful because uh, just feel his gaze on you. And that is so beautiful that Jesus is waiting to see you. He's he's just oh, waiting yeah. for you to be there. Yeah. What do you think people can do to have a more meaningful adoration? Because while we sit there and I know this happens to me a lot of times, you just sit there and then, um, you know, you're wondering, OK, God, speak to me. <laughs> and <laughs> no, nothing's happening. <laughs> yeah. So what can people do to have a more meaningful uh, adoration okay so that yeah I think that's a really great question I think my first thought about that would be um, and this is something I kind of need as a reminder as well to turn off the phone or whatever technology you have on mm-hmm. you put it away yeah. where you're not going to be tempted to check it yeah. um, I think it can be such a distraction and you know if, if you really think about who you're visiting and spending time with yeah. you like you wouldn't want to be checking your phone, but I get it's such a temptation. And so I brought it up because I know that it's something that, that I struggle with. Um, I would say it, it might be helpful if you could bring a Bible or a rosary with you. Mm-hmm. Um, there are times when we might be feeling kind of spiritually dry. Mm-hmm. And so that talk with Jesus might be difficult. You might not know what to say. The words might not come. And that's okay. Um, you know, God's word can help us. Um, to pray and um, certainly the rosary mm-hmm. um, as we are repeating you know the prayer that he asked us to pray and asking his mother to pray for us um, you know that just opens our heart to him I guess my last one would be to say I guess it kind of harkens back to what you were saying a second ago it's okay to just sit and listen um, God does speak in the silence of our hearts um, I think it's Psalm 62. It says, for God alone, my soul waits in silence. Yeah. So when you really love somebody, and I think maybe listeners who are married <laughs> might, might resonate with this, but if you really love somebody, sometimes it's beautiful just to sit in silence with them. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we don't need all the words. It's, it's okay to be silent with Jesus. Okay. It gives us the opportunity to listen. 
So what do we do then when our focus shifts? Because there, there are times that you're, and this is me, I think, I don't know about other people, but when you're in adoration and then you're thinking, okay, I'm even if I'm saying the rosary sometimes and it's like, oh my goodness, the chicken's on the counter and the onions have become so expensive. And, and you know, and then 20 minutes later, you're still in adoration, but you're not adoring anyone. <laughs> so what do you do when your focus shifts from adoration to all these other distractions? Uh, yeah, I totally understand that. Um, I, I think what we need to do is just ask Jesus for help. <laughs> we need help to, to do that well. And I think he's happy to to have us ask him for help. Um, I think we want to just try to gently redirect our thoughts back to him, mm -hmm. um, to be gentle with ourselves, um, because our minds are prone to wander. Um, so just gently bringing it back. I, I do think it takes practice. Mm, so yeah. you might want to just start, if you're new to adoration, with just a few minutes. Mm. Just just for a few minutes, and that's fine. And as you feel more comfortable, you can add a little time every visit. Because Jesus just loves you so much. He wants you to, to, to be with you. And, you know, you're precious to him, even with your distractions and your shortfallings and your sin. And if you find your mind wandering, just... You know, another thing you can do is loving, lovingly whisper his name yeah. and ask him to help you draw closer to him. And I think, you know, whenever we ask him to be close to him, I think I think he's just so pleased to oblige. That's pretty, uh, very closely related to, uh, I think, James 4, 8, right? Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So what is the end result of adoration? Like we know that we attend uh, a confession, our sins are forgiven. When we go to mass, we receive the body of Christ. What is, I mean, especially if we're trying to convince people this Lent to take up adoration at least once a week every Friday, what do we say is the fruit of this beautiful practice? I really think the fruit is love. Mm. Uh, to grow in our love of Jesus, to be strengthened by his presence. Um, you know, I really think that spending time with him kind of cultivate and increases in our hearts this deep and abiding hunger we have for heaven um and you know i, I think we also go to be healed i mean it's yeah. it's you know whenever we come into his presence whenever we're with him um i, I really think that that there's healing there for us yeah. but you know uh, Primarily, I, I really do think it's love to grow in our love for Jesus. And um, that's such a gift. It's a gift to us to be able to adore him. Yeah. In fact, uh, you know, one of the uh, charismatic retreats in South India, whenever they have um, like one of the things they advise people who are going through like uh, anxiety issues or health issues, they, they tell them as a prescription, like go and spend X number of minutes in front of the Blessed Sacrament and yeah. for healing and i think that is exactly what you're seeing absolutely absolutely so now if we need to convince people um you know to take this up um what would you like to say to everybody out there who wants who's probably on the fence about <laughs> adoration <laughs> i would say um you know like i said earlier just start with a few minutes mm -hmm. um and i think Try to approach it as a privilege. Yeah. Uh, try to try to imagine, you know, that this is really your chance to be with Jesus in this unique way that 
you don't get again until yeah. you get to be with him in heaven. So it's a gift to us. It's a gift to you from him because he loves you so much. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so why not open your hands and receive it? Yeah. And you wrote uh, your post about children. So if people want to take their kids and go to adoration, are there any tips that you have for taking your children to adoration? Sure. Um, I think the primary thing is to understand their limitations. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's going to be hard for them to do a full hour of adoration. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard, hard for us <laughs> to do a full hour of adoration um, because we're so busy and we're so used to um, being busy that it's it's frankly it can just be hard to sit still for mm. an hour. Mm. Um, so I would keep that in mind. Um, it's okay to bring books, to bring books about Jesus or the saints for them to look at. Um, and I, I really do think that there's so much that we can learn from our children in, in taking them to adoration. I think I shared in the piece I wrote that you're referencing about our daughter um, kind of coming into ad the adoration chapel and just greeting Jesus with <laughs> such such joy and enthusiasm as frankly to disturb other people <laughs> um, just so happy yeah. to be with them and so happy to be there and um, so yeah I, I really do think it's for everyone I, I'd say if you're gonna take kids um, it makes sense to try to go at a time that you know is not particularly busy because mm. certainly we want our children to draw near to the Lord but we don't want them to be a distraction mm. to others who might be praying so um you know it's it's charitable to be mindful of that okay so any last words of advice that you have or anything else that you want to say I just want to say that um, Jesus loves you and he wants to draw near to you and and he wants you to draw near to him. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the whole thing. Okay, so where can people find you online and on social media? Well, I am on Twitter um, at Caitlin Kim. Mm -hmm. And I have a <laughs> somewhat neglected blog <laughs> at Our Lady of the Laundry yeah. uh, uh, dot com, I believe. <laughs> and I am currently working on a series either for my blog or another publication about walking with Jesus through chronic illness and mm. uh, finding him in my journey toward a uh, kidney transplant. Okay. Let us know when your series is out. We can, we can host you here back again or uh, send out, you know, uh, to our mailer list uh, about your series whenever it's out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Okay. That sounds great, Pamela. Thank you yeah. so much. I'm happy to have had the opportunity to do it. So is there anything that you want us and your, our listeners to pray for you for? Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. If um, I am, God willing, going to be having a kidney transplant at the beginning of May. Okay. okay. I would really appreciate your prayers, prayers both yeah. for uh, my donor and uh, for my surgery. Okay. All right. So thank you so much. Despite everything that you you took the time to do this, I'm feeling so bad that I dragged you out oh, of your schedule. Oh, no. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. It was really my pleasure.